Oh boy, that one hurt. That one really, really hurt. Northwestern drops their third in a row at home against Penn State. Let's talk about it. You are locked on Northwestern, your daily podcast on the Northwestern Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome in. This is Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Carter Bird, and thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every single day. We're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever. Uh, you can find us, and we're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. You can find us there. Uh, as always, we're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, so to make sure you don't miss an episode, make sure you're subscribed and you turn on notifications for every, um, for I guess every, uh, wherever you listen, really. So you can, so you don't miss any of these episodes covering uh, Northwestern and this basketball team and everything going on. Let's jump into it because this one hurts. This one really, really hurts. Uh, as we knew coming in, Northwestern was 20 and 9, 11 and 7 in Big Ten play. Uh, two straight road losses at Illinois, uh, where they choked in that second half. Nobody helped Boo Boo, and he ran out of gas after scoring 35 points. Scored 22 in the first half. He was unbelievable. Nobody besides Brooks Barnheiser really stepped up to help him out in that one, uh, and you ended up losing that one. And then you all go on the road to Maryland. And uh, on their senior night with, what, five seniors, if I recall correctly, um, they have great energy. And you go back and forth with them in the first half and what was one of the most more entertaining halves of basketball Northwestern has played all year. Northwestern's ball movement on offense was great early. Got a bunch of open looks, hit some shots. It was beautiful. It really, really was. Uh, you felt good about it at half, but... Uh, you had Maryland just go nuts from three early, eight of 11 from three in the first half, uh, hit a three right before half to take a two-point lead, um, to take a two-point lead to half, I think 41-39, if I'm recalling that correctly. And then the second half, it was more of the same. They just kept hitting shots, uh, especially from three. Meanwhile, North Northwestern got cold, got frustrated. Uh, you had some senior leaders like Chase Audis really showing their frustration and emotion on the road, which is very uncharacteristic uncharacteristic for uh, him and those seniors. And Northwestern kind of lost its cool, uh, got rattled on the road, and you saw Maryland really separate in that second half, winning that second half by 14. Uh, and that was two straight road losses against two really good teams. So, I mean, at least there was that. Didn't really affect your tournament seeding. Uh, you were still, I think CBS still had you as a five seed. Uh, Joe Lenardi still had you as a six seed. You were doing fine. Um, but, you know, you had to bounce back. You really need to bounce back because you have not, uh, coming into this one, you had you had not lost three games in a row all year long. You're sitting number 48 in the Ken Palm, number 41 in the net rankings. Uh, and, yeah, you've, you've faded in some second halves recently. Uh, you've really had some second-half struggles. Um, 
And so this was an opportunity in a quad two game uh, back at home in front of the home crowd to kind of write the ship and get back going uh, in a positive direction. And um, Penn State, on the other hand, they're 18-11 coming in. They were 8-10 in Big Ten play. They had won three of four. Um, they had choked away a huge second-half lead to Rutgers last time out. That was pretty similar when you look at the Penn State-Rutgers game to the Northwestern-Illinois game. Both games, uh, huge leads, just choked away in the second half. Um, and both teams suffered some difficult losses in those games. Uh, this Penn State team was number 50 in the Kimpom and number 60 in the net rankings coming in. But it was a must-win game for them. It's not a must-win. It was not a must-win game for Northwestern at all. They're in the tournament no matter what happens. But for Penn State, this was a must-win game. They're fighting for their tournament lives. They're on the very fringes of the bubble and have to get hot just to get in. So this was a must-win game for them. Uh, and it's with a great three-point shooting team. They were always going to be dangerous. And when you watch how this game played out, especially early in that first half, uh, Northwestern didn't really shoot well from the field, going 4 of 18 uh, from 2, uh, 10 of 31 from the field in the first half, uh, 32.3%. But they were good from three, and that's what you saw early is they ended up building the lead there out the gate a little bit. Uh, I mean, I think the lead got to as many as 10 in the first half, got to 10 points twice in the first half uh, as you had Boo Booey in the first half. He went um, three of six. He missed his one three-point attempt. He had two rebounds, three assists. Uh, in that first half, he gave you six points. Ty Berry, two of seven from the field, two of five from three, four boards in that first half. He gave you six points as well. Uh, yeah, Chase Adige hit a three. He went one of two from deep, one of four from the field. A couple of points, a couple of assists, and a turnover. Uh, and then you look at um, Robbie Barron, two of two from three, two of four from the field, one rebound, uh, six points in the first half. Titus Verhoeven. One of one from the field, two of two at the line. Brooks Barnheiser, slower start, one of five from the field, one of two from three, two rebounds, one assist, one turnover. As this Northwestern team protected the basketball early, too, just two turnovers in that first half, you had to feel pretty good about it. The only, the one issue is you got out-rebounded by five by a team that is small. Verhoeven did not have a board. All of your boards came from your guards and Robbie Barron, who got one board, uh, Matthew Nicholson in his eight minutes, he actually grabbed a couple of boards as well. But when you look at Penn state, Penn state, that is a, a really great three point shooting team. They kind of hung in there with the fact that they, uh, got to the line more than you did. They got to line seven times in the first half, hitting five of them. Northwestern only got to the line twice, and they hit both of them. Uh, Titus Verhoeven hitting both of those. But you get eight points from Lundy, uh, three of six from the field, two of five from three, three boards. Uh, Funk, he was one of three from three, and he got to the free throw line. He was, and he hit all three free throws. He got five boards as well in the first half, as he was the leading rebounder in the first half of this game. Uh, Cameron Winter, two of five, six points, two of two at the free throw line. He had three rebounds. He had two assists. He did have two turnovers. Uh, but you go up and down the list, and 
it just felt like they kind of hung around it. Nothing about it was impressive. They were eight of 21 from the field, 38.1%, three of 13 from three for a team that shoots near 39%, near 40% from three. They were just three of 13 in the first half. And they, they never let you, you got out to that 10 point lead and you saw them climb back in it. You saw them go on a nice little eight Oh run, uh, after, so Robbie Barron hits a three to go up nine. Then it's an eight Oh run. All of a sudden it's a one point game and, uh, Northwestern extends it out to four before half. But if you're Northwestern, you're going to half in this game and you're thinking, Holy cow. We're only up 28 to 24 and we just shot really well from three in the first half, six of 13. They, their three point shooting team. They didn't shoot. Well, we're a bigger team. We did not rebound. Well, and you're sitting here and you're kind of scratching your head and you're like, this is a missed opportunity to be up by more points than this. Uh, really frustrating to watch. And we're going to get into the second half and everything else. Cause it goes to overtime, obviously. Uh, we'll get into that here in just one second. But first, let's talk about our friends from FanDuel. Uh, the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new, co- new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scorers and threes drained. Uh, I know that it's an exciting time right now. You got golf really heating up. Uh, NBA, as we get to the second half of the season, get closer to the playoffs. I know that the intensity revs up a good bit. Uh, and you got March Madness because we are now, it is March. Uh, it's all coming up and some great opportunities to get involved with our friends at FanDuel. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. Also, we want to say thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right, let's talk about the second half because things um, you saw Northwestern um, really start slow. Um, I mean, coming out of half, you you watch this this um, Penn State team hit a three pointer, hit another bucket, and all of a sudden that Northwestern ten point lead in the first half it's gone. It's gone now. Northwestern does respond with five points of their own. But the fact that I think Penn State set a tone with the way that they, in the first 16 seconds, hit a three of the second half and start to chip away. Uh, They go on a run again. They build up that lead, and Northwestern has to respond, and they figure out ways to do it, and they kind of 
keep responding and taking back the lead and kind of just fluctuate there between a one and six point lead for a lot of the second half. Anytime, I mean, you have a stretch from 12.05 left in the second half to, I believe, uh, 4.31 in the second half where neither team makes um, two buckets in a row. It's just shot for shot for shot for shot. Well, I mean, there, there's some free throws sprinkled in there. Um, really only one, it looks like. But this, there's nobody goes on a run in that stretch in time. Um, you see the game just kind of linger in that three, four, five point range. Northwestern never separates. And every time, like, Brooks Barnheiser hits a three, well, 15 seconds later, not even that, actually. Uh, yeah, no, it's 15 seconds later. You have um, Penn State hit a three. And it just felt like it went like that all game long. Brooks Barnheiser does it again in the second half. And 20 seconds later, Lundy hits another three. It just felt like every time Northwestern hit a shot, Penn State had an answer. And Northwestern was never, ever, never able to separate from this Penn State team. Then you look in the final 431, uh, you get three three pointers out of Penn State. Um, they and, and on the Northwestern side, all you get is a Chase Audige free throw, uh, and you get a Ty Berry jump shot there with a minute 18 left to tie the game at 61. There were opportunities for this Northwestern team, they had chances. And they did not seal it in regulation. They just did not. Um, Penn State had some opportunities. I thought Northwestern, when they had to in regulation, had a few decent possessions on defense where they got some stops. They made life difficult. Um, The final possession for Penn State, oh boy, uh, Brooks Barnheiser got caught a little bit ball watching. Uh, It was a great look. I think it was for Funk. and. I thought it was in. I thought it was in. I thought that was game over, but it just rims out, and you see uh, Northwestern survive to go to overtime. Uh, and once you start overtime, it was a good run. Um, I mean, it was a decent, I guess, start um, to get Brooks Barnheiser continues to get to the line. He hits a couple free throws, but then three-pointer. As we keep saying, it was Every time Northwestern got any momentum, it felt like Penn State hit a big shot. Uh, Boo Booey gets a floater, and all of a sudden, it's still a one-point Northwestern lead. Well, uh, you have Penn State hit a free throw with a minute and a half left, and again, Northwestern has an opportunity, has an opportunity and does not convert. Penn State comes down, and you're looking at the game clock, and you're looking at the shot clock, and you're thinking... Northwestern's going to get the ball back with about five seconds left, maybe a little bit more um, with a chance to go win the game. And then you see Penn State miss a shot and Titus Verhoeven's man who comes towards the paint before the shot goes up. Titus Verhoeven's got, he's he's with them the whole way. And then the shot goes up and Titus kind of kind of loses him for a second. But Ty Berry steps in front. You got two guys there. Ty, Ty Berry has a 
has a butt on him at first. He's going to box him out, and Titus Verhoeven even looks back. He sees that, and then both guys get caught ball watching. Nobody actually boxes him out, um, and you see uh, Mahaffey get a huge rebound there at the very end, and Penn State's able to throw it around the horn uh, and get the ball out to Cam uh, Cameron Winter, and he hits a huge three as time expires. Um, and, th- and that's something that just every time, every time they got you, and I want to talk about it because when you look at how this game was played, I don't think that this, in reality, turned out to be a good matchup for Northwestern. Um, the lack of size that Penn State had and the amount of shooters uh, and the athletic nature of their guards made it where they were able to be basically eliminate um, Matthew Nicholson, it felt like. I mean, Nicholson plays just 10 minutes for the game, uh, just gets two shot attempts. He misses both, uh, just two rebounds, did have two assists, uh, but his he wasn't effective. And so you saw a bunch of shooters on the court for Penn State. Uh, and I thought I thought Northwestern's guards defensively really struggled with their communication. We know how Northwestern loves to trap in the post and then scramble as the ball gets passed out. And I don't feel like I feel like I get like a team against a team like Penn State that has so many guys who can shoot the three. You have to be so dialed in on who goes where once you start scrambling. Who goes where? How do you, um, I guess, defend once the ball starts getting kicked out and and, uh, the ball movement starts really um, revving around the uh, horn there? And I don't think Northwestern did a great job of that. There were a handful of times, whether it be Brooks Barnheiser or Chase Audige or Ty Berry or Boo Booey, um, where I don't think the guards communicated well enough and it gave Penn State a bunch of great looks and it it shows when you look at the second half and overtime Penn State goes 10 of 16 from three in the second half and overtime I mean they were just unbelievable um from deep in that um stretch and and I think that it it comes down to I don't think Northwestern handled uh the amount of shooters on the court well Um, There are moments where guys got caught ball watching or Northwestern trapped the point guard or um, guys, there'd be a switch. And then both guys after the switch would go trap the guard and they would leave some wide open looks. And it was really frustrating. And that's how at the end of this game, you get Lundy, who's four of nine from three, five of 12 from the field, six rebounds. He has 14 points. Funk. Four of nine from three, three of four at the line, five of 10 from the field, 17 points, eight rebounds, which eight rebounds, that's that's tough for Northwestern to take there. Two assists as well. Then you have Cameron Winter. Um, I hope I recall right, he's averaging like eight points a game coming in. He goes for 24, nine of 15 from the field, four of five from three, two of two at the line, four rebounds, three assists. Um, and I mean, um, Pickett. Pickett had seven points. He didn't hit any of his threes, but he had 11 assists. And that encapsulates what happened was 
because I think they did such a good job of moving the ball, and I thought Northwestern didn't do a great job communicating defensively, and I thought they trapped unnecessarily in certain spots, trapped guards, it left guys open and allowed some opportunities for Pickett pick to pick up some easy assists. But it was frustrating. I mean, on the Northwestern side, Boo Booey, 9 of 22, 2 of 7 from 3, 5 rebounds, 8 assists, scores 20 points, just one turnover. Um, Ty Berry, 10 points, 4 of 11 from the field, Two of six from three, five boards. Um, but you get another you get another bad game out of Chase Audige. Uh, two of ten from the floor. Uh, one of five from three. One of two at the free throw line. Six points. He does give you five boards. He does give you three assists, but he has a couple turnovers. Not a great game from him. Robbie Barron hits a couple threes, and then he kind of just disappears. And his his two his game inside the arc has disappeared. Uh, two of seven from the field, two of three from three, six points, four rebounds. Uh, that's frustrating to see as well. Uh, Brooks Barnheiser, what a game by him on the offensive end. Five of seven from three, two of two at the free throw line, seven rebounds, one assist, six of 12 from the field, 19 points. Had one turnover, um, maybe a defensive lapse or two, but then also had the uh, maybe highest basketball IQ play when Titus Verhoeven gets an unbelievable block at the rim and the ball's floating in the air, uh, and I forget who it was for Penn State who was on the ground out of bounds, but you have Brooks Barnheiser uh, seeing the ball, seeing he's not going to be able to reel in the rebound, but he's able to throw it off the leg of Penn State and get the ball back for Northwestern. If he doesn't do that, it's Penn State ball, and they get another opportunity. I mean, I, I still love the way that he fights his 50-50 balls. I love the way that he competes. Um, and he's becoming a better offensive threat every single time out. I mean, right now with the way that Chase Audige is playing and the inconsistency of Ty Berry and the inconsistency of Robbie Barron, Bruce Barnheiser is the second best offensive player on this team. He's the second most consistent, at least right now. And it's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch Chase Audige struggle the way that he is uh, because, you know, when he's when this entire team is clicking on all cylinders, I'm not sure there's a team in the Big Ten that can beat them. When you get high-level play out of Barron, when you get high-level play out of Audige, when you get high-level play out of Barry and Martinelli and Verhoeven and Nicholson, which we've seen flashes from all of them all year long, this team is really, really good. I think right now you just gotta, you're in a spell of inconsistency and something's got to get figured out. We're going to talk about the kind of final takeaways from this game. Uh, and what's coming up next here in just a second. But first, thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right, so you lose this game. Uh, you fall to, um, I believe, 49 in Ken Palm. So you fall one spot uh, in the net rankings. You fall from 41 to 46. You're 20 and 10 overall. You're 6 and 4 on the road still. 1 and 1 in neutral site. 13 and 5 at home. Uh, seven and five in quad one, four and five in quad two. You still don't have a bad loss. One and zero in quad three, uh, eight and zero in quad four. Um, 
it's not the end of the world. You're still in the tournament. You uh, CBS has dropped you from a five seed to a six seed. We don't know where ESPN has you right now. Uh, I think CBS has you paired up with Auburn, which let me tell you, um, depending on which Auburn team you get, if you get the Auburn team that's played the majority of the time here recently, um, I would say you feel pretty good about that because uh, I think Northwestern's gotten a lot better where I think Auburn has stagnated. Now, if you get the Auburn team that played uh, last night as well against Alabama, yeah, they can make it very difficult and make it an ugly game. And if they shoot the three the way that they shot uh, in Tuscaloosa in Coleman Coliseum against um, a really talented Alabama team, that'd be a really fun rematch between these two teams if that were the case. Um, you look at the Big Ten standings now with the stuff that's taking place tonight. Six-way tie for second place. Um, you got Michigan, who just lost in double overtime. They have to go on the road to Indiana. Um, you hold your tiebreaker against Indiana. Uh, you split with Iowa. Uh, Maryland, I think... Who does Maryland have to play? Maryland has to go play. I think it might have to play Penn State. Um, yeah, they have to go on the road and play Penn State. Penn, it's must-win game for Penn State. Um, so if Penn State can do the same thing they did to you, um, then you would eliminate them from the double bye. You have, you're on the road at Rutgers on Sunday. If you go get that win, a Rutgers team that has been so up and down if you give them a little bit of payback for that game earlier this year that Northwestern should have won, then I think you feel pretty good. You might you might be able to squeak out a uh, double buy. You might be able to squeak out the two seed uh, if you go because it comes down to if there's multiple teams tied, um, not just two. If there's more than two, then it comes down to like head to head record. Which if you end up tied with Iowa and Indiana, um, you're three and one against those two. And I think that'd be the best because Iowa had lost both to Indiana. Um, and yeah, if you can figure out a way to make that work, you would get the two seed in the Big Ten tournament. Um, regardless, no need to panic. Uh, I just think this team is going through a little stretch of inconsistency. Maybe the confidence a um, little bit down but you have an opportunity to go get a double buy um, this weekend. I, I mean, you're going to need a little bit of help uh, on top of your win, but um, it'd be really big, I think, for this team's psyche to go get a win at Rutgers, go into the Big Ten tournament on a win. Uh, I know that if you've had your guards play a lot of minutes, it's been a grind of a season. But this this Northwestern team is still really, really good. And if you just pull together um, and rebound from this the way that you have all year, when you've had a rough patch, you've always responded. Sunday's a great opportunity for that. And I think I think it's probably going to be a better matchup for you than, than Penn State turned out to be. Um, Probably going to see Nicholson back out there a little bit. And I want to see what, how this Northwestern team responds to losing three in a row for the first time this year. That's going to be what I'm looking forward to with this team. Cannot wait to see how it plays out. Uh, that's going to do it for today's episode. Appreciate you tuning in. This is Locked on Northwestern. And thank you for making Locked on Northwestern your first listen every single day. 
Uh, we're available wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. We're also on YouTube. Just search Locked On Northwestern. You can find us there. Uh, wherever you're listening, make sure you're subscribed and you turn on notifications. You don't want to miss an episode. And yeah, I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can follow me on social media at CarterBird13. And I'll see you all next time.